You are listening to Stitchwish Radio, a podcast for crafting your own magic and threads. I'm your host, textile artist, author, and teacher, Christy Johnson. So today I want to talk about moving through when fear has you stuck. As the first episode of this podcast, I think it's a really good point to kind of address certain fears that we have, fears of beginning, like the fear of beginning this podcast, Um, resistance to moving forward with something, resistance to finishing something even. So I want to start off with talking about the fear that new brings, this being a new podcast. um, I think this being springtime, we're moving into, you know, this new birth and it's a good time to think about that. And this is based on a journal excerpt that I wrote on my website, mixedcolor.net. Um, so I want to start off with this idea of having this fear of newness. So how can we avoid this panicked shock that comes when we learn something new? You know what I mean? That feeling of like, what the F am I even supposed to do with this? So when I teach embroidery, I see this really regularly. And I've experienced it myself plenty of times when I'm teaching myself new techniques, or if I'm trying out a new program or learning a new app or something. From teaching myself to edit videos for my digital courses to learning how to shovel snow, yes, shoveling snow is surprisingly not a natural experience for someone who grew up in Florida. There's always somehow a moment of, ah, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not doing this right. I I don't, I don't know, which is totally true, but it's also totally not important. Of course, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm learning. In my experience, the best way to move past this feeling, uh, this fear of trying something new is to just experience the materials. So when I say experience the materials, that can look many different ways depending on what you're working with. So for example, if it's like a craft or a tactile creation, that's quite literal. So you're just going to touch the materials, touch the fibers, hold them in your hands, move the materials around, look at the tools and kind of see how you can push and pull the tools that you've been provided with this exact form that you're learning. Reading or watching videos can be super helpful, but sometimes you just really don't know how something works or how something doesn't work until you just try it out. So I think, yeah, getting into the the tactile experience of something. If the new thing that you're learning is, let's say, an app or something on the computer, I think the best way to learn it is just press the buttons, open and close things, risk messing something up. After all, mess ups are an incredible learning tool. And I'll continue to kind of harp on that fact over and over again. Messing up is great. Messing up is helpful. By playing with these tools, playing with the app and seeing what it can do and seeing what it can't do individually before trying to understand the program as a whole, you're able to have a better groundwork for trying to understand the program. And the thing is with computer pieces, I mean, yeah, okay, sometimes in a computer program, you can kind of mess it up. But for the most part, like, you know, it's a program, it's already been programmed, you can't reprogram it. Um, And if you can, like, wow, that's pretty epic. So let's say this new thing that you're experiencing is a book, maybe you're trying to learn something and you've, you've purchased a book on it. Like, let's say, for example, one of the books I've got on cider making, and it was just like, what in the world? This is this is like so deep. I don't understand. And I got really overwhelmed. And 
I find it really super helpful to start off with the table of contents that really breaks it down for you. What are you going to be absorbing in here? And then just flip around, see what the headers say, and feel free to engage with the whole content of the book before jumping back to page one. Now, this obviously only works with books on learning. I would not suggest this technique for reading a novel because you're going to ruin the ending for you. But if you're trying to learn something from a book, let's say you need to, you know, read about something before you actually do it, um, like, you know, studying herbalism or something, really kind of understanding the whole flow of the book can be really helpful. Now, if it's a life experience, like something you're doing in real life, like let's say you're learning to drive a car for the first time or something, or learning to ride a bike might be a better example because then someone's life's not at risk. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, try and connect with how you're feeling in your body. First and foremost, where is the panic emerging? If you're trying to learn something new and you're feeling that panic setting in, you're feeling that fear the best way to move forward is to release the part of the part of you that is gripping to release that that stronghold do you maybe need to close your eyes and stretch to put this experience into perspective unless the experience is getting chased by a rabid dog or falling into a river calming down is probably going to be your best bet so really this is all about bringing your senses into the experience the feeling of locking up, that feeling of, of paralysis that comes with the fear is a response of the intellect not understanding something that is just not immediately understandable. There's no way that you can immediately understand something that you haven't experienced yet. The way to move past this is to move into your senses, allowing your body to collect information and through this, maybe settling the panic of not knowing. Our bodies react to fearful situations, which for some neurological reason, learning new things often falls into these fearful situations. Our bodies react in a fight or flight mode. When we stop to breathe and step into our senses, and we recognize that our life is not in danger, we can really start to ease the panic and more easily understand what we're dealing with. Now, what if your problem isn't necessarily a fear of starting something, but Maybe it's a fear of finishing something. This is something that I found coming up recently where I just ended up with this pile of unfinished projects. And I'm like, what is going on here? And I had to look at the situation and ask myself, like, why am I not finishing these? Why do I continue to start new pieces, even though I have seven different pieces that have not been finished for various reasons? They're you know, in various stages of unfinished. And when you're working with textile arts and processes like embroidery, they can be really slow going. And so that's part of it. Probably I want that like excitement of something new. But it felt like on some of them, there was just one little thing that needed to be done. And I was like, there's something a little bit deeper here. And I feel like the fear of finishing something can sort of, it makes that piece finite. Like when we finish something, we have closed the door of possibilities for it. So this is kind of like a dual-edged sword, this, this idea of possibilities, this idea that when something is unfinished, it still has infinite potential for its evolution. It, it's possible that this infinite possibility can feel too big, but it's more likely that this infinite possibility means that like you're not tying yourself down to any one thing. Basically, we're not committing. So when I find myself not committing to finishing something and I find that it's definitely not just because, you know, I'm 
haven't had enough time to, there's something else going on there. I really, I start to get back into that rational mind because, you know, I think this kind of, the issue that I'm having of not finishing something is completely irrational. So I'm going to approach it with a rational mind and say, okay, let's break this down. First step, let me look at what part of this needs finishing. So for the example that I'm giving you now, like these these pieces, these art quilts that I've been making, on some of them, I just need to sew a piece of fabric on the back. On other ones, they need a border, they need a back, they need, you know, multiple parts. The next part that I break down after I've kind of realized what part needs to be finishing, what part needs finishing is what are the, what is the step-by-step process to finish it down to like, what do I need to break out of the studio and, you know, or what do I need to pull out of my cabinets, put on the studio table and start working with. So what are the steps to finish it? In the case of, let's say, a more unfinished quilt, um, I would say, okay, I need to figure out what I'm going to do on the edge. What is the pattern that I'm going to be making on the border? So how do I figure that out? Okay, well, first I'm going to, I can choose some fabrics. I can choose some colors And then maybe I'll draw up some examples of what could potentially be the options. Um, And then after I've chosen those colors and drawn up the examples, then I need to sew them together. And then I need to add the back to the quilt. So it's, you know, it's basically making it possible once again. And, you know, reining in these infinite possibilities and saying, okay, what actually needs to be done? So if for some reason this still doesn't feel right, this kind of rational approach to it, then maybe maybe you need a little bit need to get a little bit deeper for it. So maybe it's time to get intuitive. The way that I would do this is to, you know, kind of ask myself like does anything need to shift before finishing this? And the best way to approach that is to really just get quiet and sit with the piece and really give it some time. Give it your energy. And after you've had a little bit of time with it, maybe close your eyes and bring up your image of the piece in your head and allow, allow the piece to sort of take different shapes as you imagine it in your head, as you're, as you're visualizing it. I love doing this, especially before I go to bed at night. Um, I think it can really help me come up with a whole new category of ideas for what I'm working on. Want to learn more about what to do when fears got you stuck? I highly suggest checking out the mini zine I collaborated with Zach Foster on. Um, It's called Unstuck, (laughs) and it's our little magical collaboration on how we as artists move through any time that we feel like we're stuck in something or like we feel like we're not able to move forward with something. Um, Zach Foster is an incredible quilter um, and I highly recommend it. It's, I mean, I think the zine's like $3 or something, so not a huge investment. And you just print it out and fold up your own little uh, your own little version. And it's super cute and super fun. And I did all the illustrations in it. I love them. Um, and I'm very excited to see this piece in, come into the world finally. So thanks so much, Zach, for starting that for me. <laughs> and he will be on the show with us next week. I am, we recorded an IGTV live. And so I will be, or maybe it's just an IG live. I don't know. Maybe there was too many letters in there, but I will be sharing that on here as well so that you can take a listen. So with all that, um, I guess it's time to end this episode. I guess it's really done. It's finished. <laughs> 
Um, thanks so much for tuning in. I look forward to sharing more with you about textiles, about creativity, um, about sustainability, about resourcefulness, and basically all the fun stuff I like to get into. Thanks for joining me. And if you want to learn more about what I do, you can check out my website at mixedcolor.net. And you can follow me on Instagram. My main Instagram is at Christy J. I can also be found at at mixed underscore color underscore and at Stitchwish. All right. I'll see you next week. Actually, I'm not going to see you next week. You'll hear me next week. <laughs>